Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we give you our four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Get them out of your lineup, guys. It's week seven. Teams on by Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, meme of like Aaron Rodgers? That commercial was like, nobody comes into my house and not pay for it. And right from his commercial, and right underneath it is like Dak being like, hey, man, did you pay to get in to Ezekiel? And he's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me either. Great. Great. Oh, man. that's funny. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. good. They, they keep saying that Tony Romo is going to come back. I feel bad. It's just getting awkward. It is awkward. I don't know what they're going to do. They shouldn't start Tony, in my opinion. No, they need to do a Brian Hoyer, Jay Cutler thing. And just make the injury worse. Well, our boy Jerry is saying it's a Tony Romo team. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's a mistake. What Jerry wants, Jerry gets. It's a mistake, in my opinion. But who knows? Maybe Tony Romo will come in and he'll be amazing. It's not like we're dealing with a Brock Osweiler of 2015. I know. People keep comparing it. Yeah, Mm. and barely showed anything. And got the W's just because of their defense. This is not what we're talking about. Dak broke Tom Brady's record mm-hmm. for, you know, passes without an interception at the start of their NFL career. So I just, I don't, you can't compare the two. It's a good sign when someone does that. And if I was Dak, <laughs> I would say that to somebody next year trying to get a deal. Well, Brock Osweiler got $18 million, and you can see how bad he is. Obviously, I deserve more. Right? I mean, that's what I would say. Well, he'll still be under contract. Yeah, he's locked in for at least another, like, three. But, I mean, (sighs) it's not great. I'll be intrigued to see what they do. Ultimately, as we all know, it's Jerry Jones' call, uh, which makes no sense. But... (laughs) <laughs> that's how it's gonna be and i feel bad for tony romo though i mean i do i mean this guy oh, for sure you know he's had a great career i wish it's the end of his career just because i'm very nervous for him health wise um and now he's in a really kind of precarious situation because historically all of his backups have failed miserably so everyone's just been waiting and pining for tony romo to come back and that's not the case this time so it's going to be a really interesting dilemma in tampa i not tampa you're right this is nothing against tony romo it's sad actually because he's one of the good guys that we know of and uh um you don't want to see him go out like this being forced out basically don't pull a josh brown man don't pull a Josh Brown on us. We're talking very highly of <laughs> you. We are not prepared. Don't do this. <laughs> For that. Um, I don't want to read any articles about you on ESPN, man. Please. Or the good ones. Or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I think that it's, it is sad. It's, you know. But. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, let's get on to 
some uh, interesting situations here. We have the Chicago Bears one and five at the Green Bay Packers three and two. And I know the records say that Green Bay's the better team, but I almost beg to differ. It's getting really bad out there for the Green Bay Packers. It's not pretty. And it's actually almost embarrassing. And being an Aaron Rodgers owner myself, um, I'm I'm a I don't know what to do. Right, ladies? I mean, do you guys it's own weird. Aaron Rodgers? I don't. I do. What are you doing, Brandon, this week? Are you playing him? Yeah. In this particular league, my only other option is uh, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, given. So <laughs> I may be in a special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a deep uh, dynasty league. It's, it's a serious <laughs> XM dynasty league, which is just absurd. You know, it's. Well, and that's funny. That's the one, Brandon, actually, I own Aaron Rodgers in. Is our I would start. Yeah, Marcus I own Aaron Rodgers in our serious XM dynasty league. Um, Brandon and I are both in the league and we're just on different um, different Divis leagues I suppose but different uh, divisions or conferences divisions yeah. yeah so uh, but I think I may bench Aaron Rodgers this week do it for whom Who I don't even know I don't not anybody great Is but I feel like Courtney's gonna stream quarterbacks this week just to not start Aaron Rodgers it's bad. It is bad. It's well, if bad. I had Andy Dalton, I would start him. It's like if the well, Dalton. No, I don't like have Dalton's anybody like good. But it's the fact of the matter. I'm willing to like risk it and not start him. I think I have Tyrod Taylor and Trevor Simeon, which I'm not going to start Trevor Simeon, but I'm tempted with Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is that bad. I don't know. Right. They're both Do you bad, think somebody's gonna we'll pull see. a Tony Romo and like show up in the stands with Olivia Munn faces? Remember when they did that Tony Tony Romo and it's Jessica <laughs> yeah. Simpson's face? Yeah. And it was just so, so awful. Good. And it was like, it is not her fault that he is not playing well. Right. I know. But still hysterical. That was like, well, oh man. And Eddie Lacey now has been ruled out. out. So get him uh -huh. out of your lineups. He's done. No Starks. So that means it's T Y Montgomery. Um and I just think that's going to hurt him too because he's relied on giving the ball off because he's the the passing game has not been working. It was just another thing that I'm like, uh, not good. Uh, so yeah, I'm really up. I'm I'm really up and down with him. I can't I can't decide what's going on. But ever since he came back from his bye, he's just been a mess. Um, most likely, you're playing him. I get it. I get it. So we'll move on. You are going to start the Green Bay defense. Uh, if you're, a, I have him ranked number ten. Uh, Mason Crosby, love him. Chicago gives up the third most fantasy points to kickers. Jordy Nelson, uh, he, you know he's still there. He, you know you're playing him. Randall Cobb finally found the end zone last week, um, and now is officially off the injury report, which is great. And he had 11 Woo! targets in each of the last two weeks, so. Things are starting to move for him, you guys. I'm starting to believe in him again. Thank goodness. As for uh, anybody else, I'm not playing them, and that includes the tight ends, even though they should have a good game because the running back situation, but um, I'm just not. As for the Chicago Bears, I sorry, I jumped to the Green Bay Packers first. Um, but that the Bears, uh, I, I got – actually, I got – 
depressed. So I went there first. <laughs> I wanted to get the bad stuff out before I start talking about the Bears, um, who I can't believe I'm going to start talking positively about. But it's real, guys. It's real. Uh, I love Brian him. Hoyer. Okay, listen. He had a bad week last week. We're going to let it go, though. But he sold over 300 passing yards. Exactly. I, 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 that's what amazes me. And not only that, he has yet to throw an interception. Yes. I mean. This week. The last four weeks, Ashley. I know. I'm saying this will be the week. Yeah. That he's going to throw an interception. <clears throat> I bet he's still going to get over 300 passing yards. Yeah. I, I think he will, too. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. I just think that it. The defense actually has struggled, and so has the offense. Yeah. So I think Brian Hoyer is going to have plenty of opportunities. He's probably going to have nice field position in some of these cases. I think Brian Hoyer is a must start. We have him ranked number 13, but I like him more than some of the other people. I'm going Brian Hoyer. Now, Zach Miller, I think he's um, – I think fourth is a little high for this guy. I know I keep – it's, a, it's bad out there for tight ends, this, man. It's bad out there for tight ends. Um, but he's only had one double digit this year, and the Packers have given up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends, so I get it. Also, he's had 18 targets in the last two games, which is great. Um, but he is listed as questionable. Um, but I think he should be fine to go to Thursday night. So you're going to play him. It is, you know, it's tight ends, man. Alshon Jeffrey, um, let down this far. 13 targets, um, he had 93 yards and no touchdowns yet again. You know, really stinky for how high you drafted him. Um, good news is that he is not listed on the injury report for the first time in forever. You guys got away with that one. It's coming back. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, Green Bay Packers give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers, so this should be glorious for him. But who I really like is... Cameron Meredith. He is a must-start over Alshon Jeffrey to me, even though I have Alshon Jeffrey ranked just a little bit higher. Um, for those who thought week five was just a fluke, Meredith still managed to get 113 yards last week. Uh, but most importantly, he had 15 targets. And that's huge. That's huge. If you're in PPR, that's bananas. So great. And as for my sleepers, I'm going to put Jordan Matthews there. We have him ranked number 14, but I do not love him this week. The Packers actually are very good against the the run. In fact, the best when it comes to fantasy points. You have the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, I like him. I'm still starting him, but I don't expect big numbers. He had 10 fantasy points last week. I think that's about what he's going to get this week. Um, and, yeah, Connor Barth, you guys, though, uh, we have him ranked number 21, but I think he's a bit of a sleeper. Hmm. I do. The Green Bay Packers go with the fifth most fantasy points to kickers, and I think you could stream him. He was completely awful the first four weeks. The last two weeks, he's been in double digits, so this could be a good thing for you. Of course, you're not playing the or the Giants defense. That would just be silly. Or excuse me, the, the um, Chicago Bears defense. Moving on to the Giants, we have the New York Giants three and three, the Los Angeles Rams three and three. Surprising, surprising. Right. Um, although it sticks with uh, Fisher's fifty percent ratio, it's perfect. So, it all works out. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Heck of a game. 
he did go out suffering a hit pointer, uh, but he was able to come back to the game. He did receive treatment on that Monday. He's not expected to miss this week, which is great. But he had 222 yards and two touchdowns. It was glorious. I was playing against while I had him on some of my teams. I was playing against him, which meant I lost those weeks against. Them. I was about to say I was uh, just very thankful I did not play against him last week. Oh my gosh! I had someone who uh, Stephen, my good friend Stephen, who officiated my wedding. He had um, Odell Beckham Jr., David Johnson, and somebody i think it was like lamar miller or somebody else that no, went off and i was just like cool. well i'm done i'm done this cool. week I, I, I even just stopped checking it at one point i was like yeah oh, yeah it's not even gonna check the score oh, yeah. anymore it's ridiculous um but beckham he's you know he i know there's all the issues with you know him getting his self under control or whatever but you know what full steam ahead you play you play him he's doing well now, Eli Manning had also a decent game, probably in part because OBJ had a good game. He was 32 of 46 attempts for 403 yards, three touchdowns. He got his interceptions in because he is Eli Manning, so we got to get a few of there in there, so we had two of those. But you know what? He's got a really good matchup this week. If you're talking about streaming quarterbacks, Courtney, and I've been very anti-Eli Manning, but this is a good week because not only does he have a good matchup, because uh, sometimes you'll see in situations where quarterbacks have good matchups, but the wide receivers aren't as great of a matchup. The receivers have also a great matchup. So this could be a really interesting stream situation. I am not telling you to rely on Eli Manning as your quarterback. But if you need someone this week, I'm okay with it. Rashad Jennings was active last week, but he only got 15 yards off nine rushes. Uh, he did practice... But so he's practicing in full, so we don't have to have, be concerned about an injury. But I don't love it this week. Bobby Rainey's kind of the pass catching back, but he was only able to get 13 yards. I'm not loving that one either. And then, of course, you were never playing a tight end from the Giants ever, never, oh. never, ever. All right, the Rams. Well, here we go. Gurley, you're gonna start him. That's it. <laughs> Now listen, you let's get him. into this. You drafted him. It is what it is. He's starting a pattern here. Good game, bad game, good game, bad game. This is supposed to be a good game. Hey. So you're going to get about 14 points. It's a good game. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it hasn't been good. But the good thing is, is that the receiving core is starting to do their job, right? The quarterback is getting the ball out, spreading the field out. Hopefully this will start benefiting Gurley. That's what we're going to hope for. So I am praying for all of you Gurley owners. Thank God I'm not one of them. I'm going to go straight to the bench here because Miss Brandon, she reigns Case Keenum, number 21. Guys, he is moving up. Uh, and you, every week, up do every you know week. who was the number one quarterback last week? It was Drew Brees, but Case Keenum was second. Yep, yes, that's was. right. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes. That was crazy. <laughs> 321 yards, three touchdowns, yeah. and a rushing touchdown. That's right. That's right. Now that, he's 21. He ran that in that with authority. Case. Amazing. He technically, on a 10-man, two-quarterback league, could still not be a starter. Um, but right. it's amazing. Hey. Case Keenum, he's Respect. coming up. At some point, I think he's going to be top 15. Brandon, I think you're going to rank him in the top 15. I think I'm at some averaging point. up two every week, right? You are averaging two up each yeah, week. Yeah, two. 
No, you did a big jump last week. I think he was 27th last week. And now you have him 21st. I think he was 23rd last week. I may have been higher on him oh. than anyone else. Well, we'll have you... to go back and investigate because <laughs> yes, this is something because... we have to track season long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the case odometer is what we're going to call this. Hey, so... I, I respect it. I, I think his wide receivers are legit. Why one wide receiver, but sure. Depend, and I think Brian Quick is actually the touchdown guy. Yeah, but Brian Quick has done nothing. He in the was. Last few he weeks. hasn't done anything. Kenny Britt's been weeks. the guy, and then Tavon Austin likes to come in and rain on your parade. There's here nothing and there. consistent Austin's about this nothing. receiving core. There's absolutely nothing consistent about this team, really, in general. So listen, I have Kenny Britt under sleepers. I have him ranked number thirty-one, and the reason is. Not because it was a performance last week. He had 136 yards and two touchdowns last week. That's nice. fantastic. Nobody started him. Why would you have? Nobody yeah. started him. And now everybody's going to pick him up and he's going to be played. And to me, he's a good flex option against the Giants that are in the middle of the pack at protecting receivers. But do not expect those numbers. Again, guys, it's not. It's not normal. That's not true. You can expect those numbers again. It just may not be this week or next week or the week after that or the week after that. It not will happen at least one more time. It will have maybe not 136, but he'll have another monster game at least one more time. Yeah. I think he'll, go, he'll go over 1,000 on the season. You just don't know when it will be. I try to well, pick up. I, I haven't checked saying. to see if I got him, that's but I'm sure. in a desperate injury situation. That's what people are situation. saying. But I think the second girly gets off, they're going to start – it's not going to happen. I think he's going to have a huge drop down towards the end of the season, in my personal opinion. But the, the whole the whole purpose is, is the LA Rams are not consistent. Okay, They're my injuries not. are so bad. I'm streaming Rams receivers. I've had Brian Quick, who I dropped, pick up Kenny Britt, who I will probably drop to try to get Austin or somebody else crazy, <laughs> because there's nobody else out there, and I'm just looking for anyone that may have upside, possibly. Is this in the family league? Yes. <laughs> so embarrassing it is embarrassing yes. it's like i don't yes. even want to set my lineup i just want to like throw in the towel on that league so I, I, don't, I don't want to get the calls from mom or dad yelling at me about it either so right well the family league's been stra tragic it's rough stuff except for courtney's done well except for i beat her last week it's a circle of life she did beat me last week the worst team in the league beat the best team in the league Barely. Not worse anymore. Really bad link. Although I may not worse anymore. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Lance Kendricks. Uh, I haven't talked about him all season because why would I? He did get a touchdown last week. Congratulations, but don't. Okay, just don't. Don't do it. We're moving on. Everybody else obviously is on the bench. New Orleans Saints two and three. The Kansas City Chiefs two three and two. Excuse me. All right, so we got a big problem here. Drew Brees is on the road. Uh, so far on the road, he's scored 14.52 fantasy points at the New York Giants and 11.88 points at San Diego. At home, he's averaging 29.97 points. A little bit of a difference. Just yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah, about 15 points worth of a difference. That's fine. It is what it is. So uh, Kansas City gives up the eighth fewest points to quarterbacks. Um, they do give up the 15th most points to opposing running backs, uh, but it's Ingram. 
Ingram only has two outings of double-digit fantasy points so far this season in standard scoring. I understand the frustration. I'm still going to go with him. I highly doubt, based off of the situation that that is with the wide receivers in the league, that you have a better option. But it definitely makes me nervous. And, yeah, you should be nervous, too. Brandon Cooks did finally go off last yeah, week. I actually did. made that prediction on our SiriusXM show on Saturday. Yeah, you did. I was like, this is it. This is the one. Um, I'm a little worried about it happening again. Uh, so, again, if if Breeze is only getting 11 to 14 points, who else is getting points? Sneed is seeing fewer snaps and targets than Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas, speaking of, is the only flyer that I would maybe take a chance on at the flex position. Um, I mean, now, of course, you could play Cooks or Sneed in the flex. But, you know, Michael Thomas is actually someone who might be available in your league, actually. Uh, he has a touchdown in each of his last three games, including an away appearance, and that's pretty solid. And Kansas City gives up the Six fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Kobe Fleener has two great games, and then every other game has gone for three or fewer fantasy points in standard scoring. So I am not starting him this week. Okay. So Chiefs then? Sure. Yeah, I, I covered everybody, I think. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to start their defense, right? No. The Saints. No. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Well, the Chiefs certainly had a game, so that was fun to watch. But we'll start off with a little bit of news for the Chiefs here. So Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they shipped Niles Davis off to the Packers in exchange for conditional 2018 seventh-round pick. So he's been kind of on the chopping block all season, and it's just been kind of a matter of trying to find the right team for him. So naturally, with the Eddie Lacy situation, Starks, uh, they need some running backs, so insert Nile Davis. So we'll be intrigued to see just how he fits in there. But disaster. he's Green Bay's no longer a chief. It's a disaster. That's why I covered it first. It's really depressing. It is. It is. Uh, Do you Travis think this election system's depressing people? The Green Bay Packers is depressing. Imagine how any Wisconsin is feeling right now. Oh, he election needs to eat and Packers. They need to bring cheese into that locker room. Maybe, maybe he does need cheese again. Seriously, maybe. All right, well, Kelsey. So Kelsey only had three passes for 32 yards, which was not great. But it was, weather was all tight. run. It was bad weather. It was all run, run, run. Alex Smith only had even attempted 22 passes that entire game. Um, you know, if we look at Kelsey, kind of like what you were saying, Courtney, we've, we've seen a pattern, right? Right about now is when we start to see some patterns with some players. And like, like uh, who was it who had the every other week? Was... Girly. Girly. Same with Kelsey. He had a good week, then bad week, good week, then bad kind of pattern. So we technically are in a good week <laughs> and it is a good matchup. So you should be all good to go with Kelsey. Kelsey is a major part of this offense. I think with that ridiculous weather that they had, they had Charles back. They wanted to be able to try to get him in as well as establish what was going on with where it just didn't play into Kelsey that game. But I think we're going to see him come back this week. So don't panic about it. Uh, in terms of with where, you know, he's he's still chucking along there. I mean, technically, he had the better performance. He had 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then he had, he had a couple catches for 32 yards as well on top of that. But Andy Reid has said Charles still, even though he is playing now, he is still not ready for an every down rule situation. So the question is, have we entered into a committee? Are we in a committee situation with Kansas City? Or is it indeed the fact that Charles just really isn't truly able to have the full workload yet? 
I'm not sure. Charles didn't have a horrible game. He was 33 yards off nine carries and a touchdown. You know, it was kind of just warm and fuzzy to see Charles rush back in. I thought he actually looked pretty decent. Um, but I think where is I thought he did too. I thought he looked part. really good. Yeah, I thought he did. I so, he but, but I think they were trying to protect him because of the weather again. The last thing they need is him to tear his ACL again in crappy weather. Yeah, I thought he did really good. Yeah. yeah. I thought it did great, but I think Ware will still be used. I think that they're yeah. going to still have that situation. So I don't think you need to freak out and not play Ware. You can still play him. Who you can freak out about is Jeremy Macklin. Every week I get angry about this. He has not had a touchdown since week one, and he has had fewer than 80 receiving yards, not only all of his games this season, but he technically is on an 11-game stretch right now of being under 80 yards. Mm. So his while this is a really good matchup this week, his value for me is incredibly low because he's just not somebody that they are targeting in in the end zone. So I mean, technically you can't be that mad if eight points. But like I've said all along, like he really is just kind of in that flex role situation for you, and he's not somebody that really is being targeted in the end zone, which is really unfortunate. It is unfortunate, Ashley. I was gonna see how the Kansas City Chiefs defense did last week. Decent. Indianapolis Colts two and four. The Tennessee Titans three and three. You know Tennessee has a sneaky defense, and I think you're going to be disappointed with a lot of the Colts this week. And I apologize. Um, Hilton was limited in practice due to a hip injury. He only caught three catches for uh, 49 yards in a tough matchup against Houston last week. I think you still have to start him. Uh, watch that injury report. Philip Dorsett has only one game with double-digit points in standard settings. Uh, it was his one game with a touchdown. Three or fewer catches in every game since week one. Tennessee's given up the 15th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receiver. It makes me nervous. And, and I think he's questionable. And Yeah, they're, exactly. It's bad. Is. I don't even know if I ranked him this week. Yeah, I think you can drop him <laughs> in a lot of leagues. Yeah. You know, this is with Moncrief being out even. Yeah. He has a lot of yeah. opportunities, guys. It's not working out. Gore is steady, but Tennessee gives up the eighth fewest points to opposing running backs. Uh, you know, he came out last week and said this is not why he came here. Uh, them losing last minute to Houston. He's upset. I, I still think he'll be fine. High floor always with Gore, uh, but also low ceiling. It is what it is. I would consider Jack Doyle in a desperate situation due to Dwayne Allen's injury and uh, Jack Doyle's touchdown upside. And he scored one last week, and he scored two in week one. So hopefully he can score one against Tennessee so that they can have something on the boards. Did you chant? Because I did. Oh, Doyle rules! <laughs> no, because every time you do that, I go. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I love it. Are when you, you do serious? It. Have you never seen Billy Madison? I have, but I don't remember it. I don't have it oh, memorized. Come on, you guys. That's the best part. It is classic. That's the best part. I mean, is his name is not even Odoyle? You know, Odoyle. I can't even say it now. Um, he's it's Doyle, not Odoyle. But I can't help myself. <laughs> so classic. Oh, I love it. All right, Ashley, the Titans. <laughs> My favorite new team. Well, you will not be disappointed by the Titans this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of another quarterback that you can stream, Marcus Mariota. And we said this earlier. We said that he's going to have a stretch where he's going to be someone that you can play, and it is going to fall off, and it will fall off. But it is I'm not. I'm playing this week against mom. 
do it. He's not falling wow. off yet. He's got a great matchup. So he threw for 284 yards. He had three touchdowns. This was against the Browns, which we said he was going to have a great matchup based off A, just the Browns being pitiful, and B, we saw what Tom Brady did to them. Again, not that Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota are the same caliber, but we knew that it was, it was possible to have a really good scoring fantasy game against the Browns, and indeed he did. So the uh, Colts give up the ninth most points. To quarterbacks so this is going to be another really nice yummy matchup for him demarco murray also had a great game he is always a must start he rushed 21 times only for 65 yards but he had a touchdown he got you enough points for what you needed um he's got a great matchup the colts give up the second most points to running back so he should be able to tear it up today or excuse me on sunday and kendall wright had a good one he had you know, eight catches for 133 yards, including what was as, as part of that 133, a nice big long 48 yard touchdown. Um, but what's interesting is that he only played in 22 actual offensive snaps and only run 14 pass routes. So he didn't actually get a whole lot of volume. But what I like about it is that that basically tells me that when he's on the field, the intention is for it to go to Kendall, right? Now, the question mm. is, are the, is the defense going to figure that out? Quite possibly, they might be able to cover him. Kendall Wright is another classic guy, much like our good friend Kenny Britt, that has one good game, and then he radio silence. So it's it's a chance that he may not. But I kind of feel like with Tajay Sharp being horrible at this point in time, Kendall Wright, Kendall Wright has stepped in, and it, along with Richard Matthews, who had 70 yards off three targets. He's kind of that little bit more of a lawn ball threat. Um, the match He's is on my great. misfit team. My, I call them my misfit team. They're all bad players. But they but have the Brad Evans link, but I'm I'm winning because for some reason one of them will have a big game. And if you play the matchup, Mr. Yeah. Matthews did his job. So it's not a great you, matchup Richard. this week, though, because they give up the Colts give up the six fewest fantasy points to receivers. But I think Marriott is going to be so hot. And with DeMarco Murray is going to be such a strong presence. I do think that it's going to open up that pass a little bit more. I think they're starting to find a groove. So I'm comfortable with Kendall Wright or Rashad Matthews. But you are absolutely not playing Tajay Sharp, who, according to Coach Mike Malarkey, has taken a step back. So um, you think? Yeah, well, he's taken a step back. But I think, you know. <laughs> They basically, if he said that he has to transfer, you know, hard work onto the field. So there's there's a situation going on, obviously, and you don't want to be any part of it. Uh, stick to the main guys that we talked about today and ignore everybody else on this team. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, and Delaney oh. Walker. I, I do want to touch oh, yeah. base on him super quick. I don't because Excuse I'm mad me. at him still. Yeah, you should be. He only had two catches for 21 yards on Sunday. Uh, and a lot of people are really down. He's on my him. one good player on my misfit team. I know. Well, here's my here's my take on it. A lot <laughs> of people are really down on him, and I'm not necessarily down on that train per se. Here, you know, Mariota has a really easy matchup this week. Um, so I I don't necessarily know if I expect Walker to bounce back because I feel like Walker does better when Mariota doesn't have good matchups. When Mariota does have a good matchup, he goes more to his receivers than he does his tight end. I think Walker still has a place. Um, and technically the Colts get the 11th most fantasy points to tight end. So in theory, he does have the better matchup compared to Wright and Richard Matthews. But uh, I just don't think this is the particular week for it. But I do think that the week afterwards will be a much better week for him. So don't panic on him. Hold tight. But this, I just don't think is the week. Right. 
The undefeated Minnesota Vikings 5-0 and at the Philadelphia Eagles 3-2. and I think that streak comes to an end this week, guys. <sighs> Say it doesn't sound. What? I disagree. I disagree. That's crazy. Too, We've whatever. got a beat-up Stefan Diggs who was limited and practice Monday to only being allowed to stretch. That was what he was allowed to do, was stretch. They won't um, without him. He was limited on Wednesday, so I don't love that. Philly does give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so that's going to be a tough matchup. If if Diggs does play, I feel a little better about it, but if he doesn't, we're dealing with the Cordell Patterson mess, which to me has just historically been a mess since the dawn of time. I know he did okay before the bye, but I just won't even talk about or address it because he will forever be a mess until he proves consistently at least four games stretched to not be. Um, Charles Johnson did okay, but to me, I'm a little bit nervous about that because it's a bad matchup for him. Kyle Rudolph, Excuse who's me. been someone that has been consistent for Sam Bradford, got- also has a bad <laughs> situation because the Eagles give up the second fewest points to tight ends. We've got Sam Bradford, who's got a bad matchup, that Philly gives up the absolute fewest points to quarterbacks in Bradford's situation. And then we've got a running back dilemma that, you know, McKinnon and, and Asiata. So... One of them, they, they got a slightly of the better matchups that Philly gives up the 16th most fantasy points. It just makes them an average of the pack defense against the rush. But the tough part is you don't know who it's going to be. In week four, McKinnon had the most points. In week five, it was Asiata. And even if they tell you that said person is going to be their guy, they've also proven that that isn't necessarily even going to be true. So you don't really know who you should play here. It's a tough matchup across every single position. Yes, they're coming off a bye, which generally is a good thing. If you, at least if you're on a Nandy Reed team, it's generally a good thing. Um, but I'm just really not confident. I'm not feeling great about this game at all. And anyone, playing anyone on it. Boom. Uh, well, yeah, the Eagles have some... Uh have an issue here. They are going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And I'd say now we're in week seven that I think we all can agree you don't play anybody against the Minnesota Vikings. Right? Legit. So literally everybody's on my bench. Jordan Matthews is a sleeper, I suppose, but he's listed as questionable. Minnesota gives up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So that's a really tough start. Ryan Matthews, I mean, only if you're desperate. Did we lose Courtney? I think we did lose her. Courtney. Last thing I heard was only if you're desperate. So I just don't think it's going to be Zach Ertz. And that's (laughs) what I'm saying. (laughs) We didn't hear what you were saying. We lost you after... Only if you're desperate with Ryan Matthews. Did Google did Google get it? I don't think so. I don't know. So how about you repeat Let it, Courtney? Me just say, I'm going to repeat it. Zach Ertz is a no-go. Minnesota averages only 12 real points per game for their opponents. And that means that there's only one touchdown that's allowed, if any. It might just be all field goals. Or... I'm not betting on Ertz being the one person that gets the touchdown. No. Like, I'm not going to. So what we're a disappointment. Ertz? Yeah. In general? Yeah. Well, Big letdown right now. He's been hurt. Sure. But don't I let mean, him off the hook. Right? Come on, there's way worse letdowns that have played all seven games this year than Zach Ertz. 
not like we thought he was going to be Gronkowski or anything. Well, some people actually kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was like the sixth or seventh tight end off the board. I always just rather have Jimmy Graham. Let me tell you, <laughs> I always put him in the um, Zachers category, which is you don't draft him, but others <laughs> felt strongly about him this year. I, so I still think Zach Ertz is going to be good. I'm not. Crazy. I'm not down on Zach Ertz. This week he plays Minnesota. I'm down on everybody on Philadelphia, other right, than the right. defense. So this is nothing against him. Last week was his first week back. You know, give him a minute. I think. I think he still has potential, especially going into your playoffs of being a tight end option for sure, especially with the tight end situations going on. All right, the Cleveland Browns, Owood six, and the Cincinnati Bengals two and four. Yay! Yay! This, this is a good weekly one. Uh, PSA to pick up Corey Coleman if you have an IR spot and you can have the place on your bench. That's cool. Um, you know, he may even get dropped this week after everyone plays. So just keep your eye out for it. Kessler had his first big game of the season. Yay. Another nice matchup against Cincinnati, giving up the eighth most uh, fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. But I'm going to say to hold your horses. I think Cincinnati's going to try to beat up on the Browns, and they'll probably be successful. Crowell had uh, less than 25 yards in both of his last two outings. Cincinnati does give up the 10th most points, supposedly, to running backs. But still, it's getting a little dicey out there. But Again, running backs, dire situation. I get it. Duke Johnson finally scored a touchdown last week, his first of the season, but I'm not jumping on that <laughs> bandwagon. I am not, and I'm not going to tell you to do it either. Pryor will do everything he can to play with that hamstring that he uh, injured last weekend. He's still questionable, but they are hopeful he will play. So are you. Another great outing at Tennessee, nine catches of, 20, of 13 targets sorry, for 75 yards and a touchdown. Two. There you go. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sorry. So good. He's Two so touchdowns. good. What am I doing? What am Yay. I saying? Uh, Cincinnati gives up the fifth most points to <laughs> tight ends, but Gary is hit or miss. Sorry. Now, he does have 57 or more yards in every outing since week three, but no touchdowns so far. Again, Cody Kessler's playing. So that's a thing. That's a thing. So it is. Uh, everyone's talking about Ricardo Lewis. Everyone. Literally, I've done like 15 different spots, I think, this week. No, not 15, but literally five. It feels like 15. Everyone's asked me about Ricardo Lewis, if he is the guy to own in Cleveland. I'm no. going to stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Dynasty? Yes, absolutely. Four more targets every week since week three. However, his best game was for 65 yards and, again, no touchdowns on the season. So uh, hard to trust. The Bengals. I was filled with rage when Duke Johnson scored and not my Isaiah Crowell. I know. Just wanted to point that out. Duke anyway. is on my misfit team. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anybody you did not want to score a touchdown, I own him on that league. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was playing against Terrell prior too, so that was delightful. But on to my Bengals. So way to go, Terrell. Yeah. So, you see. You, so Giovanni Bernard. So we've got, you know, our typical Cincinnati Bengals running back situation. It's my favorite every year. Uh, Bernard, he only rushed 15 times, but he got what sadly was the team high of 49 yards. 
last week against the Patriots. But against Patriots, it was tough defense. But he's able, because again, he's a pass catching back, he got four receptions for 45 yards. So he was able to still get you decent points. So yay, Giovanni Bernard. If we look at this particular matchup here, Cleveland has given up the 11th most points to running backs. So that's good. Uh, and they give up the 13th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So in, in both categories that Giovanni Bernard technically kind of falls into, it's a really favorable matchup. So Jeremy Hill, he rushed 13 times, so just two times less than Bernard, uh, and he was only able to get 38 yards, um, and he only had one catch because, again, Bernard is their pass catching back. So for me, if I had to play one versus the other, I am playing Bernard. I am not convinced that Jeremy Hill is fully healthy. Um, it just to, If you're going to lean one way, you're, you're leaning Bernard until kind of proven otherwise at this point, until we are proven exactly that Hill is healthy. Now, A.J. Green, he had 88 yards. Uh, again, this is pretty standard. He is always in that 80 yard range. We just need to get him some more touchdowns. But again, you cannot fully complain at the fact that the guy is going to consistently get you eight to 10 points a week. You're playing AJ Green. Now where it gets a little tricky is in terms of those secondary wide receivers. We've got the Brandon LaFells of the world and we've got the Tyler Boyd. So Brandon LaFell has technically been the one that's been doing the best the last few weeks. Um, but Tyler Boyd had a heck of a game. He had four catches for 79 yards, uh, whereas LaFell only had 13 yards, but he had a touchdown. So both were kind of incorporated. Again, it's a really great matchup. So if you need to stream a wide receiver, uh, they're both in a good place. And Andy Dalton, you know, he, he, he quietly always does well, and he has quietly been a starter for you for a while here. And he has a great Stat matchup muffin. as well. Yeah, I mean... I don't, it's again, Andy Dalton will never get the respect that he should get, but he's got a really yummy, yummy matchup. Cleveland gives up the third most points to quarterbacks. So compare that with a good matchup that he's going to have with Bernard and the good matchup he's going to have with his wide receivers. This is a team that you can really, for the most part, be full steam ahead on, other than my weekly update of me telling you to not play Tyler Eifert because that's what I do every single week thus far. Um, he was ruled out last week. Week seven's not looking super promising. Um, he was limited during unpracticed on Wednesday, and apparently he needs to get through an entire full practice. This should not be an apparently, it should be an obvious for him to be able to play in week seven. So that really doesn't leave us a whole lot of time for him to be able to get that in. And even if he does, I am not confident for you in starting Tyler Eifert. So do not be tempted. Even if he does play, I think you should hold steady on that. Game of the week. Washington Redskins, four and two. The Detroit Lions, three and three. You know, Washington had a rough start, but they have been quietly pretty darn decent for fantasy, uh, which is a little bit crazy, but true. You know, look at the stats. There's some good stuff going on. So um, I love this matchup because Detroit has a terrible defense. So let's get into that. Kirk uh, is someone you need to play because Detroit gives up the absolute most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Deshaun Jackson didn't practice on Wednesday due to a shoulder injury. Supposedly he'll be fine. Keep an eye on it. But as I said, Jamison Crowder was actually the beneficiary of Jordan Reed being out. Um, three catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. He's getting a lot of slot work, although he did have one pass that went for over 20 yards on the target. And uh, it actually was the one that ended up being his touchdown. So he's kind of, you know, dimensional. I, I, I like him. Uh, Matt Jones had a big game last week, 16 carries for 135 yards and a touchdown, no receptions. Uh, hard to trust that kind of volume. 
Yeah. Is that fair? Can we fairly mm-hmm. say that? Yeah, I think yep. so. And Jordan Reed, I, I didn't even rank him this week. I'm making a moral stand on this. Uh, you know, the guy is six, <laughs> sixth concussion. <laughs> That's not your job. It is my job to tell you it's his sixth concussion since 2011. I do not think he will play this week. I don't know if he's going to play the rest of the season. I don't know if he's going to come back. He will. They all come back. They love the game. Whatever. (laughs) Detroit Lions, Brandon. Great matchup for the running backs. Uh, They give up the seventh most uh, points, the Washington Redskins, that is. Uh, But unfortunately, who? Who? Everyone's questionable. Eric Ebron's questionable. Theo Riddick's questionable. They have Dwayne Washington, who's also questionable. They have Zach Zenner and Justin Forsett, who did nothing last week. Zach Zenner actually had the most out of the two of them, but it certainly wasn't anything to write home about. I mean, is it a good matchup if you can't take advantage of it? I don't know. I don't think so. People are figuring out Marvin Jones. Let's just be honest here. Uh, I'm a hint concerned. Last week, two catches for 10 yards, but he did score a touchdown and bailed all of us out. Thank goodness. Uh, the last time he went over 100 yards, it was week three. And to be fair, it was actually over 200 yards. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> but my point is, is that I think the defenses are, are planning for him now and it's been difficult for him to get more. But the good news is that Golden Tate did actually have his breakout game. Yay! Yay! 10 targets, 8 catches, 165 yards, and a touchdown. However, Washington is at the 10th fewest points to opposing uh, wide receivers. Whoever's in the slot is actually going to avoid Josh Norman, which is a good thing. But guess who's in the slot? Anquan Bolden. Bolden. Yeah. I'm into Bolden. I am too. I think that he's a really good sleeper, someone that you can you can fill in. Um, he has spent over 80% of his routes run in the slot, and that, again, is the right place you want to be when you're playing against Washington. Three touchdowns in the last six weeks. Can't ignore that. Did um, you guys see Josh Norman's prank on Emmanuel Sanders? No. Oh, my gosh. So they did a, um, a DraftKings like they were doing this like setup and uh Emmanuel Sanders and Josh Norman were supposedly told that this like um this group of people where they were like showing pictures of pro athletes and they were like you know what do you think of this person they like all give their opinions they were told to just to be one of the people and they wouldn't know that they were professional football players but really everybody knew about it except Emmanuel Sanders and when they brought up Josh Norman he Josh Norman freaked out on the study group and was like, you know, calling them names and saying, you guys are jerks. You don't blow. And Emmanuel Sanders was like, dude, like, and he like gets up. He's like, dude, they're filming you, man. And he walks out. He's like, I mean, he's mentally just not right. I mean, that's not right. <laughs> Josh Norman's outside. Like, we got him. We got him. He's like, and you know, Josh Norman, like, he gets in character before he's all an actor, games, right? Yeah. He's an actor. He's like, so he's like, you get, you get to see my acting chops. This is good. Nice. This is good. Maybe he's just like, not cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I think I think Josh Norman seems like a good guy. I try to fake his standard. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you should man. look the video up. Can't I will. Sorry. No, no. I I, <laughs> I I love Josh Norman. I'm very excited for him. And man, Carolina, you messed up. <laughs> yeah, <No>. yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they're feeling the pain now. Ooh, <laughs> just sipping tea at home. That's all he's doing. None of my business. 
Yep. 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 <laughs> Sorry, you can finish Detroit. I am done. You're There's done. Else to oh, say. okay, good. I Excellent. Start the Detroit defense. I just no. told you how bad they were at covering everything. That's right. All right, we have the Oakland Raiders four and two, the Jacksonville Jaguars two and three. All right, so uh, Jacksonville gives up the 12th most points to opposing quarterbacks. Carr has four games of over 20 fantasy points out of six in standard scoring. So I think that Carr is someone that you can start. I think a lot of people aren't going to focus as much on this game as they are the others, uh, which, by the way, also, I don't know if we said this, but there's the London game this week. Right, the LA Rams. Right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, the uh, the Jags also give up the ninth most points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, you know, Cooper caught ten of his thirteen targets last week for 129 yards versus Kansas City, and that was in horrible weather. Really bizarre game plan, but somehow out of everyone, Amari Cooper was successful very weird. The week before, he caught six of his 12 targets for 138 yards at a touchdown. Obviously, that's only 50%. Well, it's because I traded him away. That's why he's doing well. <laughs> right. He's doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Is that the trade you made with your husband? With, with my husband. Courtney's husband. Oh. I, need, I, need, I knew I was giving him up. Uh, I really needed a running back, so I got Tevin Coleman out of it. Um, I got Tevin Coleman and Sterling Shepard, and Sterling Shepard, you notice I didn't bring him up because my <laughs> anger... It's, it's it's like max max level <laughs> with him, so I just yeah. I couldn't even address him today. Let that go. But that's I just want to let you know that's why Amari Cooper is going off. I very much am in the know of this. So you're I welcome, agree. Amari Cooper. Owners. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I will say that Amari Cooper played those two games at home, and now he's away. Now I don't know if that will be a difference maker mm -hmm. or not, but I will. No, no it's just that he's. It's no just because I trade him. Yeah, feel free to send me like money requests on Venmo to pay me for your good fortunes of me trading away. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the bad news is that Crabtree had a stinker last week. Again, weird, weird game and terrible weather. Two catches for 10 yards. It's fine. I'm going back to Crabtree and feeling fine about it. Latavius Murray is still questionable with turf toe. Ah. DeAndre Washington and, and Jalen Richard are splitting carries. What a disaster. Also, mm -hmm. it's hard to run against the Jags. They actually give up the 10th fewest points to opposing running backs. Way to go, Jags. Yeah. Right? Way to go. Way like, to go. Way to go. Clive Walford's still questionable. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I think he's hard to trust. So I'm going to say no go. Although I could change my mind by Saturday, depending on reports on his health. So uh, make sure to stay tuned uh, or tune in, I should say, to our Series XM show, 9 to 11 p.m. Saturday nights, Eastern. Boom. Uh, the Jags, you know, Allen Robinson is in my must-start category, but. I have him ranked lower than most people. And I have to say, I, I'm punishing from last week. I'm punishing him for this season. He just hasn't performed the way that we all thought he was going to. And in the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense isn't that good, right? Like, so there's no reason why this offense is imploding the way that they are. Um, but it's a great matchup. Raiders give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. He should have a bounce back week this week, but he needs more targets. It's not, it's not brain science here, guys. Like, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Obviously I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but six <laughs> targets is not going to cut it. He has to get double digit targets to be productive. So let's go. Let's move it. 
Um, Blake Bortles, you know, scary. Seriously, Bortles has been all over the board this year. I mean, I love consistency, and there is nothing consistent about any of these players mm. on this team. Um, sure, it's a great matchup again for him, but I don't know if we can trust him. Um, I think ranking him at 12th is just perfect because he's, like, right there in the cup. Like, you only you know how desperate you are, right? Yeah. He's right there whether he's a starter or not. As for sleepers, Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon. Uh, Ivory out-touched Yeldon last week for the first time this year, um, and Ivory found the end zone. Only the second rushing touchdown for the Jaguars since week one when Yeldon scored one. So that's depressing. Um, and neither has been that impressive thus far. So, if, I mean, if you need to start one, I'm starting Ivory because it seems like he's kind of on the ball to taking over the majority of the carries. Uh, not majority, but 58%. Um, so, uh, but it's it's really bad. Uh, Julius Thomas, he's only in sleepers because of the matchup. If he isn't going against Oakland, I would I would have him on the bench. So as far as anything else positive about him, I don't have anything. It's bad. Alan Hearns saw 11 targets last week, but he's listed as questionable this week with a shoulder injury. He is a complete flyer. Marquise Lee is a might be the sleeper actually in deep leagues. Um, he has seen six targets in the last two weeks, and it's Oakland. So he is a very good possibility to, to make a big play this week. Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. The Bills. LaShawn McCoy. And then Killer game. Yeah, yep. It was wonderful. Uh, best draft of 2016 thus far. And then he gets hurt. Now he's listed as questionable with a strained hamstring. Uh, Mike Gillisley is the backup. And really, if you're going to own a backup, if you're going to handcuff yourself, Gillisley is one of the best out there, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He still plays. You know, the second they get ahead, they pull McCoy and Gillisley goes in. Um, he's gotten two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Um, so he's not somebody bad to own. Um, so, listen, McCoy starts, you're starting him, obviously. He has been phenomenal. Great week last week. Uh, great season thus far, which just makes me excited. Buffalo's defense. Miami gives it the six most fantasy points to defenses, so... I'm surprised, actually, it's not more. Uh, Miami's so bad, but it is what it is. Tyrod Taylor, he's ranked number 16th. As you said, I may start him. I don't know. It's a real possibility. It is the Dolphins. Um, Charles Clay. Clay goes up against his formal, former team, and we love revenge games. So yep. the fact of the matter is the Bills are riding on McCoy's coattails. There's no question about that, so it's hard for anybody else in the Bills to get started and be consistent. He's also listed as questionable, uh, but the targets are there, so he just needs to make one big play, and against the Dolphins, it's possible he could. As far as the wide receivers, Robert Woods, he's listed as questionable with a foot injury. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills do not have a good reputation about wide receivers and foot injuries, but Sexy Rexy is not concerned um, about Woods. He says he's good to go, so okay. we'll see, but it, it it's such a bad deal. Defense that even Marky um, Goodwin could be legit. So um, this week, and he's only owning three percent of leagues. So if you're in a deep league, pick up Goodwin. Um, and Dan Carpenter, I am not against you playing Mr. Carpenter this week. He has had 38 points 
in the last four weeks. And it's Miami. So, yeah, okay. As I even as moved him up in my rankings compared to our constituents. And I was like, he deserves to be higher than where he is. He does. He deserves to be a lot higher, Ashley. I agree. Uh, I didn't want to get crazy. I don't know why. I, Week 17 is when we start getting crazy with our rankings. Um, as far as, as the Dolphins, last week I told you not to play any <laughs> Dolphin, right? I told you to bench them like they were on bye. Well, then Jay Ajayi decides to go out and get 200 yards and two touchdowns. Nobody could predict that, okay? Mm-hmm. And you weren't going to start him. Don't blame it on me. You weren't going to start him. Listen, <laughs> I still don't trust the man. Okay, I don't trust any of them, to be honest. Even Jarvis Landry now. I'm over it. The Bills' defense is good. They are good. The Dolphins are not. And more importantly, they can't be trusted. And their their offensive line is bad. And I have to say, Landry is no more than a wide receiver three and Ajayi as a flex. That's that's that. Um, And I'm not going to talk about anybody else because it's not worth it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers. One and five. The Tampa okay. Bay's are two and three. Sorry. All right. Um, we'll start with a little bit of news. Anton Smith, who was with the Bears, signed with Tampa Bay on Monday. Our favorite. We love him. <laughs> we love him a lot. Lewis Wait, Murphy. Wasn't he averaging like 35 yards per carry for a while there in Arizona? Remember he in, just kept- Atlanta, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, he would, he would just like have this huge breakaway run yeah. and score a touchdown, yeah. but, but he'd only carry the ball twice. It was beautiful. Yeah. But they did nothing with the Bears, and now he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And maybe we'll get a shot here because we've got some seriously injured players uh, in the running core with Tampa Bay. But we've got some people coming back. So Lewis Murphy, who's a wide receiver whose knee was hurt, uh, he's be- he began practicing on Monday. So he was on IR, so he has, by the rules of IR, a 21-day window to practice before uh, he must be placed on the 53-man roster. So definitely make sure that we take a look there. Um, and then Doug Marr, we got the hamstring. He was out of practice Monday and Wednesday. Uh, apparently he suffered an injury setback a couple weeks ago. So th- he has no – there is no information that we have in terms of when mm. he's actually going to be coming back. And as we know, Charles Sims was placed on IR, so that option is out. Uh, Vincent Jackson has really – Miss reports about what was going on with Vincent Jackson. At one point, he was alleged in IR. Now he is apparently necessarily not. He um, definitely has an ACL issue. Uh, again, we're still waiting to get actual information that is solid on that. Um, but they're trying to turn if he could come back or not. And if the injury is maybe not ACL, perhaps it's MCL. So in which case, he might be able to avoid surgery. And that is a much quicker turnaround time where he could come back for the season. So um either way you probably weren't playing a whole lot of vincent jackson but just something to keep in mind uh your must starts as always mike evans he he's constantly double double digit targets uh he's been this way for i don't know how long and if you look at the matchup kelvin benjamin was able to do fantastic um doug baldwin was able to do fantastic along with other receivers that had slightly lower numbers but still really great uh it's a killer matchup in the niners get the 60 most points to wide receivers and mike evans will do great uh, my sleepers, Jameis Winston, he's got an average uh, matchup, which I'm realizing in my notes auto-corrected to Jameis Winston has an average woman. So that just made me chuckle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> auto-correct will get you every time. An average matchup, not woman. Um, 
Niners give the 17th most fantasy points. So Winston coming off a bye, I think he will do well off the bye. I think that he is that kind of guy in that team. They kind of need that synergy of that extra bit of time uh, to put some practice together. I think that he will do fine. I think there's better people out there to um, stream if you need to. And then Jack, Jack Quiz Rogers, he's the one that's stepping up in the place of Doug Martin being out and Charles Sims. Uh, and San Francisco does give up the third most points to running backs. So he could actually have a decent game. Yes, if you, if I you love need him. to stream somebody. So if you, if, and he isn't owned in a lot of leagues. So he is someone for you to go out and get Jack Quiz Rogers. Again, he's not going to do great season long for you necessarily, but this is definitely a week that you could play him. The quiz. The quiz. My favorite fantasy name of all time, Jack Quizzed in My Pants. It's great. <laughs> all right. Actually, so, 49ers. So, Carlos Hyde, he had a good game, um, but then he got hurt and he's expected to miss, in his opinion, just one game. So, uh, it's allegedly not a long term issue. Um, they have a bye, so he's expecting to be back by week nine. Um, so that's good. So it's bad for you this week, but who will be playing instead of him? Of course, they're going to throw a committee at you uh, of mm. Mike Davis and Sean Drawn. So you have no clue as to what that ratio is going to look like. I hope that you aren't in such a desperate situation that you need to look at either of these guys. If I had to guess, at least earlier in the week, they were leaning a little bit more Mike Davis than they were um, Sean. So you got to pick one. That's the way I would go. Hopefully you're not in that situation. And then as we said, we were on our show on Saturday and we're like, Jeremy Curley, he's been, he's been the guy, he's been the guy. And I was like, that doesn't mean he's going to stay the guy. And allegedly even all sources in San Francisco had said that he is, was going to remain the primary target. Oh, no, 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 no. Tory Smith, just like we said, it would be the emergence of Tory Smith, 76 yards and a touchdown infuriating Vance McDonald, who has been a target all season long as well, certainly in the red zone. He did nothing, only two catches for 25 yards. And Jeremy Curley only had two catches for 12 yards. So irritating. Now, Curley does have a bit of an ankle injury. He was limited in practice on Thursday. Um, so that's concerning. And, and as Brandon, I believe it was Brandon, or maybe it was Courtney, who said that Quentin Patton would actually get more yeah, involved. Yeah, I said Patton. And he was more involved than Jeremy Curley <laughs> with four catches. Not Nothing to write home about. Four catches, 52 yards. But he was more involved. Um, Tampa does give up the six most points to fantasy uh, wide receivers, six, six most fantasy points to wide receivers. So it could be a decent matchup. But then again, you are riding on Colin Kaepernick, who barely got more than 150 yards with 187. Mm. Um, but he did get a touchdown. He was able to also rush for a, a respectable 66 yards. So I don't love him. I don't love anybody from this team this week just because, again, the, the absolute inconsistency of this team. All right, Baltimore Ravens three and three. The New York Jets one and five. The Ravens, you're starting the defense. The Jets can do nothing better than turn over the bar mm. ball. This is yummy. Justin Tucker, obviously tied in second in fantasy points for kickers. Mike Wallace, the Jets give up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. This is amazing. He hasn't had a touchdown since week two, but we'll get into Flacco later. But if Flacco's in, Wallace is in. I I think he's going to get the end zone this week. Terrence West tore it up. 87 yards yep. and two touchdowns. Four catches, 36 yards. I mean, yummy. Must start. Sleeper is Dennis Pitta, and I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. I'm not doing it. I say he's on the bench. He had 10 targets last week and only had 36 yards. I'm over it. I know he we has think he's targets. going. 
no, it's over. It's stupid. I'm <laughs> no, done. It's so sad. And this is a great matchup. So it's like so tempting. I, I, I just can't continue this bad roller coaster. I'm, 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 I'm off it. I want my money back. On the bench, Joe Flacco. Listen, he's listed as questionable. He didn't practice on Wednesday. It doesn't look good. I can't tell you to start an injured Joe Flacco who's only had one touchdown in the last two weeks. So you're not going to start him anyways, but it does affect your wide receiver. So just keep an eye on it all. Steve Smith Sr., you know, listen, he's no spring chicken. Obviously this injury is weighing on him, and he's having a hard time doing things. So um, he's not practicing. It's not a good sign, so don't play him. And that's you, Ashley, the Jets. I have to take a sip of water before I get into this diatribe. Oh, I don't have time for this. We do, Brandon, because it's the Jets, baby. And I have been so confused by this drama all week that we're going to do a little bit of a play-by-play. But I'll make it quick, Brandon. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start a little backwards here onto who my bench is, which is obviously the quarterback situation. So speaking of benching, Ryan Fitzpatrick was benched early in the fourth quarter against the Cardinals. Um, This shouldn't have been a huge surprise as he has been an interception machine (coughs) as of late. Um, It makes Hoyer throwing one interception be like, one interception, no big deal. Fitzy's thrown like 12. No biggie. Um, He's not going to throw an interception though, ever. But (laughs) but Fitzpatrick, so he was 16 of 30 attempts uh, for 174 yards and one interception now he did get replaced by geno smith because the game was so out of hand at 28-3 that they're just like whatever let's throw geno in uh, according to todd bowles it wasn't necessarily just because fitzy was playing poorly is because they were down so let's let's he wanted to just purely get geno smith some reps is what he had said now todd bowles then indicated in the press conference on tuesday that he had revisited his previous comments throughout the week that Fitzpatrick was their starter. And so then he said that he needed to revisit that in terms of him being a starter. Uh, And he said that he uh, did not say he was making a change, but he didn't want to make it abundantly clear that Ryan Fitzpatrick was indeed his starter. Uh, And then, of course, today, one day later, Geno Smith has now been named the starter for week uh for wednesday fitzy mm-hmm. then but then they did want to make sure they pointed out because again there's completely all over the page here that fitzpatrick could regain his starting job at some point according to todd bulls i mean gino didn't exactly go in there and kill it i mean he only threw for 31 yards off six different passes and he had an interception <laughs> in a matter of that time as well so it's the, i think we are about to embark on what's going to be a very up and down quarterback situation uh which makes me nervous for the players around them but with that said brandon marshall is such a beastly strong big wide receiver i don't think he's going to be hugely impacted with whoever is in uh, i think you can still continue to play him uh Quincy, not as much. I think that one you're going to want to definitely put on your bench and see how this quarterback situation is going to play out. I am telling you to bench Matt Forte. Uh, He only had 19 yards. He is injured. He played, you know, a decent, no, 21 snaps, not great, not awful. Uh, But he's got a knee issue and he is limited. This is also a really bad matchup is the Ravens are really stout against the run. They give up the second fewest points. So this is not a week to sit there and just try to put him in. Get them out of your lineups, and you're going to want to get the tight ends out of the lineups as well. Bam. San Diego Chargers, 2-4 at the Atlanta Falcons, 4-2. and two. 
we kind of already discussed last week about how great the, the Chargers did because we record a little bit late, but I'll reiterate quickly on this one. Hunter Henry was great. Uh, he had... He, he was just he had 83 yards off eight targets and a touchdown i i discussed the fact that they love his sure hands i don't see his production going down even when gates does get healthy hunter henry is going to have a role in this offense if anything he is philip rivers favorite target right now because of just how steady his hands are so you could definitely need to keep hunter henry in your lineup melvin gordon also had a good game you're not going to be start you're not going to be benching melvin gordon um philip rivers he had his absolute lowest yardage of the season against the Broncos. But what did you expect? We told you that that was how it was going to be. There's no reason to freak out about that. Uh, this, I think, will be a bit of a bounce back week. The only problem is that this is a really bad matchup for his wide receivers. Speaking of which, Travis Benjamin is not practicing mm. uh, at the moment. He is wearing technically a compression sleeve on his leg. Um, I don't love that. And with somebody who's already been struggling and now we've got an injury on top of it, but that does mean good things for Hunter Henry. So again, get him in your lineup. Antonio Gates is also not a hundred percent. He's got a hamstring issue, which he has never dealt with before. And he has gone record to basically say he's just learning about it. He's never experienced an injury like this. Uh, and it is very different in terms of injuries that he has had. Isn't that what he said about it. his knee last year? I think it's just old age at this point, right? It could be old age, but I mean, <laughs> I say that to myself all the time. All the time. Uh, you're not going to be playing him again. So really, Hunter Henry's your man. Hunter Henry and Gordon. Falcons. All right. So start everyone. This is start of my great analysis again. Yay. Although one worked out, the Patriots. One did not work out, the Steelers. Yeah, mm. but Ben Steals. got hurt, which never yeah. helps. Wow, what a stunk before that normal situation. Yeah, it was all bad. Okay, uh, you have to start Seven Coleman. Why? Because San Diego Char Chargers give up over 69 receiving yards and nine catches per game to running backs. That is second only to the Atlanta Falcons. And since he can't <laughs> play himself, this is his number one matchup of the week. Yeah, year I should say. So make sure to plug him in. Freeman uh, was blah last week, but he's still the volume play. So yeah. uh, he's definitely still a starter. Uh, you know, <laughs> you went up against Seattle. At Seattle, it is what it is. I just yeah. Sometimes people's complaints drive me crazy. Chaka, uh, move the next week. Exactly. Sanu is always risky with a touchdown in week one and week six. Weird, but, you know, that's who he is. And it seems like Jacob Tammy, that party is over. The it's keg over. is dry. It's done. Two or fewer catches. <laughs> Everyone's passed out on the couch. Absolutely. And people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't find my keys. You know what party you're at. You're at the Jacob Tammy party. <laughs> anyway, uh, two or fewer He's catches. back to babysitting. He's back to babysitting for 16 or less yards over the last three games. So it is what it is. New England Patriots, five and one. The Pittsburgh Steelers, four and two. This is going to be so easy. I'm going to blow your brain. Uh, Landry Jones is starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger had a knee scope surgery what have you. The, there are completely conflicting reports as to what exactly this means, okay? And what it does mean is you can't start anyone. Yeah. 
This also means you're nervous about Antonio Brown. And I just want to remind you about the really bizarre, let's just say, um, decline that happened with Antonio Brown last year when Landry Jones and Michael Vick filled in for those four games. And I understand Michael Vick's not there right now, but Landry Jones is. Mm -hmm. And he was a problem. So. Maybe worse. Mm-hmm. So I will say that Le'Veon Bell, though, is going to still get a ton of carries. Uh, actually, the amount of carries went up and yards when uh, Big Ben wasn't there, which makes sense because they're not passing as much. So good news, Le'Veon Bell owners. However, uh, Antonio Brown went from 13.25 targets, 9.92 catches, 133.83 yards, and 0.83 touchdowns per Game last season with Ben Roethlisberger to just under eight targets, just over four catches for 58 yards, and he scored zero touchdowns in four games. Mm. But you want to know what's worse than that? The other wide receivers. All of the other wide receivers combined last year, they averaged, I'm not joking, 5.5 targets, three catches, 45 yards per game mm. split among Sammy Coates, Marcus Sweeten, and Eli Rogers. Tight ends, 2.25 targets for mm-hmm. 1.25 catches for 13 yards and zero touchdowns in those four games. If I had an option, I'd be benching Antonio Brown. I sadly do not have an option. It's, he's the only one. He and Le'Veon Bell. But even then, I mean, you say he's still not going to do well. No, no, he's not, but you can't bench no, him. But you can't bench him. You, you can can't bench him, but I, just, really good I have nobody else I can bench. bench. I mean, I, the worst part of this is that Landry Jones actually looked worse in preseason this year than he did last year filling in for Big Ben for those four games. It's dark times. Dark times. Uh, on the other side, though, that means you can play all the Patriots. And by all the Patriots, I mean, you know, their wide receivers are hit or miss. <laughs> You know you want to play Rob Gronkowski. You know Martellus Bennett's a, a freak, so either he's going to be big in the game or he's not. And you know Le'Veon Bell and James White, everybody. Yeah, James White. I, I picked him up Blunt. a lot of places. What? You said like you meant LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. And then and then James White. I I like both of those guys. Um, and in fact, you know, James White's really cheap on daily too, in case you're looking at that, but the Steelers have allowed an average of 294 passing yards per game, 64 of which have come from the running back position on the season. And they're going to be in good, uh, field position. I like it. I think this will be a nice blunt game too, but if I have James White, I'm rolling him out. Pittsburgh. It's dire. Dire. Sales Seahawks four and one at the Arizona Cardinals three and three. So tight end Luke Wilson, who none of you are playing, um, suffered a two knee L's. injury. Two L's, the, the double <laughs> the double Olson. Um, he had to go on MRI. It, it's again knee injury. He did have to have arthroscopic surgery. Um, no timetable on when he's going to come back, but we we wish you a speedy recovery. And um, I don't know if it's going to have any impact on this team. I think he was more so used as a blocker for. Um, Russell Wilson and his potential injury, not injury. I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson's situation, but I just want to mention it. Thomas Rawls, he is still at least a couple of weeks away from being cleared. Um, so again, we're still holding off on him, obviously. Russell Wilson, 
So he had an okay game. He was 25 for 37 for 270 yards, no touchdowns, which is very much not like him. Um, and he was practicing in full, but Arizona gives up the few force, sorry, fourth fewest points to quarterbacks. Russell Wilson has not exactly been Russell Wilson of old. I don't love this matchup for him at all. Um, but it's a tough matchup all across the board because Christian Michael, who did have two touchdowns last week and 64 yards on top of that, um, again, tough matchup for him as the Cardinals give up the fourth fewest points to running back. So there's really nobody on this team who has a good matchup. Um, and then if we look at Graham... <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head, Brandon and I had this debate at the beginning of the season about who was going to be the number one quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. And now, you know, maybe going into week nine, week 10, we're going to be talking about, is it Brian Hoyer, Hoyer or Case Keenum? <laughs> that, that's 2016. Oh, you know, yeah. late round quarterback never got so popular, right? Yep. Yeah, seriously. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone's like, whoo, whoo. Give me my yeah. Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford stack Stafford. of life. Dak Prescott is here. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll go back to the Seahawks with the with, uh, – because I was already on a dark train of thought there. Let's but it. It, it gets a little more positive with Graham. So, um, you know, he was getting targeted – nine times, which I'm loving to see that number of targets. He caught six of them. Um, he was the leading receiver technically on the team with 89 yards over the Falcons. Um, sadly, all the other receivers were under 40 yards. So not great. That was including Doug Baldwin, who we were starting to have a bigger game. Ugh. That was a huge mm. letdown. Um, but, you know, the tight end situation, I feel like we've just kind of I, and I think it's partially because R Russell Wilson is injured, not injured. We don't know what's going on. Um, he's he's actually now looking at Jimmy Graham because I don't think his first option necessarily is to run like it's been in the past because of his injury. So he is looking for Jimmy Graham. And this has been something positive for him. We've seen a little bit more of that shift there. Over the last three different games that we've had, he's had over 302 yards. And a touchdown as well in there. So what I don't love is, again, Cardinals, tough defense, super, super tough. They give, you know, against the tight ends. But then again, the, t the matchup is really bad against the wideouts. So I think that might actually work in his favor because it is a tough matchup against the wideouts, a tough matchup against the run. And Wilson is not exactly run first at the moment right now. Graham might be the beneficiary of that. Awesome. Well, listen, Arizona Cardinals, this is easy peasy. Uh, David Johnson, yes. Yes, yes, Forever. Yes. You guys, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys keep having this issue, but I am having David Johnson issues where either he's on my team and I'm just winning, 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 or I'm playing against, playing against him, him and I want to stab somebody. Yep. Mostly yep. myself. As I said a couple weeks ago, you know, 20 points is okay. Thank you. I, I appreciate the 20 points, and I can handle him scoring 20 points against me. 30? 30, different story. 40, 40 depending on enough. the format. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, Thank and, you. and it's over and over. It just, you can't, <laughs> yes, there's no letting up. Every. It's just over and over every week. Unbelievable. Okay, so I will say that Seattle gives up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterback, the fifth fewest to opposing wide receivers, and they're not doing anything anyway. Yep. Bad. You guys, Carson Palmer hasn't had a decent game since week two. And last week we were all excited because he was playing the New York Jets. It was like, here it is. Remember John Brown? Everyone's like, I love John Brown this week. I love John Brown. 
I need to point out that I was very adamantly not excited about Carson Palmer. It's true. You and Courtney have been fighting often this year. We it's have true. been about him. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? He did catch five of his passes for 54 yards, no touchdown, but it was a little bit tragic. So, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time trusting anyone in this particular matchup other than David Johnson. Don't dare even – if you tweet me about David Johnson, I will lose it. Lose it. You're starting him. All right. The comeback queens, the Houston Texans, four and two, the Denver Broncos, four and two. <laughs> Woo! Lama Milla. <laughs> I don't This whole team man. annoys me. I hate this whole team. There's not a single player on this team I like anymore. Oh, and I'm a DeAndre Hopkins owner, and I'm so over him, over this whole sad. darn team. You were a little happy to have Lamar Miller finally score a touchdown. I hate Lamar Miller. <laughs> 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 but it was not an enjoyable game for Courtney. But for the rest of us, 149 yards. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, and a touchdown. And then he also had a 29 yards off in the air um, and another score with a off the pass. So, you know, he is he had yet to get a scoring touchdown as uh, sorry, a rushing touchdown as a Texan. So he was able to kind of break through that wall. Congrats to you, Lamar Miller. I hope there are many, many more. Um, and it's actually a decent matchup against the Broncos. The Broncos give up the 12th most fantasy points. So Lamar Miller could have another good game. The rest of this team will not have a good game. But Lamar Miller should have a good game. And we did say that they have to go back to the run because when they tried to not do it, it was disastrous. So I'm glad that uh, they did go back to the run there with Lamar Miller. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, he was at least targeted more. Uh, he And he caught nine catches. So I think that kind of, I think him and Brocky Brock had a little chit-chat and they worked that one out. Uh, Hopkins had 71 yards. Um, but the issue was that Denver gives up the fewest points to wide receivers. I really hate this matchup for DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Not so much for Hopkins, but for Brock, because Brock is not good about throwing into tight coverage. And it, mm. they are going to be all over Hopkins. Mm. It could be a nightmare. So I really, I, I don't want you, you were excited because Hopkins did well last week. I don't want you to get too excited because this is not the week where he's going to blow up. Will Fuller, who was active, but didn't actually play at all last week. Um, he is practicing. He says he's looking forward to playing this week, so we should expect him to play. But again, really tough secondary with the Broncos. So I, I'm not sure I'm going that way either. Uh, CJ Fedorowitz, he also, he's somebody that's getting targeted 85 yards and, and a touchdown. So he's somebody that has been in the mix. I've been a little bit nervous um, in terms of with Ryan Griffin, who's taking a little bit of his touches away. But ultimately, Fedorowitz is the one coming out on top. Hopefully, you're not needed to dig this deep into the tight end position. But if you do, there is some upside there. Um, and the Broncos do give up the 17th most fantasy points. So it is a favorable matchup. Osweiler, man. Not came starting. back. It was what? Not starting. Not starting. Is he hurt? No, no, she's saying don't start him. Oh, I was like, anyway, don't listen about? to me. No, go ahead. Go I was ahead. like, <laughs> I was just trying to do. I it knew, quit. I knew I was fine. Wrong. Air. Yeah, you are not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> You're a nasty woman, Brandon. Um, <laughs> wrong. So, Brock Osweiler, he was doing horrible, and then it just kind of clicked. And you know what? I think he's got Lamar Miller to thank for that because then he was finally opening it up a little bit because Lamar Miller was just going off with his game. Um, but with very few men at the time, I got to give him credit. He came back. 
Uh, they tied it up with a couple huge plays. He had a 75 drive, 50 yard drive, and a 53 yard drive. They got it done and they won an overtime. So I will give you props to that. Absolutely. But he's now going against Denver, which I do think is going to mess with his head. And the Denver team gives up the seven quarterbacks. So do not start Brock Osweiler this week. Thank you. Denver Broncos. Uh, listen, last week was really bad. I get it. I'm a Demarius Thomas owner myself. Uh, Drops. The week will be – yeah, this this week will be tough as well. Houston gives up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. It's not going to be pretty. And that I put Emmanuel Sanders down on my sleepers. I haven't ranked a lot lower than most people. I just can't can't get behind it. You know, I, not this week. Uh he didn't practice on Tuesday. Um, they say there shouldn't be no concerns about his injury, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, this is a tough defense, and they just haven't been able to do anything. So I hate it. I'm playing Denver's defense. I'm playing Brandon McManus. Um, he's had 340-something field goals in the last two weeks, um, and we all know that Denver is, has trouble scoring touchdowns, so McManus is probably going to be the guy against Houston. Um, as far as CJ Anderson, I don't know what to say to Anderson owners. Uh, he has been less than okay the last four games. Mm. Kubiak now praises Devontae Booker and says he's going to have more involvement on Monday night. So it stinks. And Houston gives up some yards to running his backs, but I don't think I can trust him this week for a win. So I think you need to find somebody else to, to go over Anderson this week. It's a hot mess. It's an absolute hot mess. It just sucks uh, that his, his touchdown got called back, and so did a couple other big plays. I know. Sucks. I know. Penalties, it was, man. It'll kill you. That's right. And everybody – and that's the thing. It's not just C.J. Anderson, obviously. Everybody on the offensive line got a holding call last week against yes. San Diego. <clears throat> Every it was single out of control. guy – yeah, it's really bad. And what are you mm -hmm. supposed to do with that? What is anybody supposed to do with that? You know, I mean, I feel bad for these wide receivers that are running full speed down the field and catching a ball 40 yards and it getting called back. You know, it's constant. It's with all of them. And the game was so gross, sloppy. It's just mm. not okay. And I don't know if it's going to get better. And that's where we are in the situation with the Broncos. So we were worried about the quarterbacks. It's really the offensive line that's a major concern. So it's not good. And as far as far as Trevor, he's on the bench, and so is Virgil Green. Sorry, what a disappointment. Worse than Sackers. And that's it for us, <laughs> week seven. Again, get them out of your lineup, Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys. They're on by. Adios. Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers play Thursday night, so make sure you set your lineup. As for us, you can get more of us on Saturday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, so chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We're around to answer your questions. Make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. You can get our rankings. Sign up for our mailing list so you can be – part of our fun FanDuel game diced um, where we give you four ingredients to set up a free uh, lineup. So very, very fun. Great prices there. And until next week, you guys, no more faking it.